What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Fantasy Fellow Show. My name is Kyle. Welcome aboard here. We're going to be going over my top three sleepers for quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers, and tight ends. I think these guys are all going to be players we're interested in in our redraft drafts coming up here. Now that it's August 1st, um, so we're in it. We got football on Thursday night this week. We are right around the corner from, uh, from drafting these teams. So we're going to go over the sleepers. And then I just want to say thank you guys. We hit 800 subscribers today. So next one up is 900 and then we'll go to a thousand, but uh, no screen share in this one. I just want to talk to you guys and basically just share my favorite sleepers starting at the quarterback position. This quarterback was QB five last year. He currently is being drafted around QB 15, uh, 115th overall on underdog. It's Seattle Seahawks, Geno Smith. The dude threw for almost 4,300 yards last year, 30 touchdowns, 11 interceptions. He averaged about 18 points per game in your standard, like four point passing touchdown league. And I just don't get the gap. Um, again, QB five last year. Being drafted at QB 15, he seems like an easy win. And the quarterbacks that I'm going to talk about on this list, um, if you play in a one QB league, I think it's my preferred strategy to wait and grab one of these quarterbacks and then grab another one. So be the last person to take a QB in your one QB leagues. Grab two of the guys that we're talking about here. But Geno Smith, I feel really good about him. They re-signed him. They want him there. They have three elite wide receivers in DK Metcalf, Jackson Smith, Najigba, and Tyler Lockett. Noah Fant's not a bad tight end either. They have some good running backs on the team as well. The offense could actually improve in 2023. So I'm in on Geno Smith. I, I, I know it probably doesn't feel right, but I think we need to be ahead of this. And Geno Smith is one of my favorite sleepers right now because he's just being drafted way too late. Again, QB5 last year, and he's being drafted at QB15. My second QB sleeper is going to be Kirk Cousins. He was quarterback eight last year, and he also is being drafted behind that number. He's at QB 13 on underdog right now, but 112 overall, which puts him in the ninth or 10th round. You can wait on Kirk Cousins. And, and when I did a DraftKings study, I, I put out a video uh, a week or so ago. I was looking at the lines that DraftKings put out. They have Kirk Cousins as the fifth highest in yards and the fifth highest in touchdowns. So you're potentially getting a top five passer this season. I think there's rumors that the Vikings are going to be more pass heavy. They're going to be uh, they're, they're not going to win 13 games like they did last year. They're going to be in a little bit more competitive games, which might mean they, ha they have to throw the ball a little bit more. We're still kind of unsure of what Alexander Madison can do for us long season term wise. And Kirk Cousins, man, like they 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 have Justin Jefferson. They have TJ Hawkinson. They invested in Jordan Addison and they still have KJ Osborne. So it's a really good passing group. Uh, I think we should be excited about Kirk Cousins. And man, if you grab Geno Smith and Kirk Cousins as your two QBs this year, I think that's enough. Uh, again, uh, Kirk Cousins last year. QB eight, he averaged around 17 points per game at the QB position. So uh, for him to move up or down, you're still getting a pretty good player. I don't know if it matters that much. And yes, there's there's separation from like the Mahomes, Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts guys, but not too much. It's just a few points per game and you can grab two of those guys and play matchups. My third QB here. He was quarterback 10 last year. He's being drafted as QB 17 this year, about 130th overall over on underdog. It's Jared Goff. It's the Detroit Lions offense. I think we want to attach ourselves to. You have fun weapons in Amon Ross St. Brown. They drafted two stud rookies in Sam Laporta and Jameer Gibbs. Uh, and you also have year two of Jamison Williams when he returns from six game suspension. And then they've been, you know, kind of investing in some of the wide receiver depth there. Marvin Mim or Marvin Jones is back with the Lions. They traded for um, they traded for Mar uh, Denzel Mims. That's who I'm thinking of. Denzel Mims is who they traded for. Uh, they have a couple other guys there as well. 
But I like the Lions offense, man. They were one of the top offenses last year. They averaged a lot of points per game. And the big key stat that I think could swing in Jared Goff's favor is they had 17 rushing touchdowns from Jamal Williams last year. They got tackled so many times inside the one or two or three, four, five yard line. Some of those touchdowns are going to go into Jared Goff's column this year. QB 10 last year, and he himself averaged 16 and a half points per game. So I present Geno Smith, Kirk Cousins, and Jared Goff. If you wait for two of these guys to be your QB one, that's going to be a pretty good value. And you can stack up your roster before those quarterbacks. So I like those guys. Honorable mentions. I'm going to shout out Daniel Jones. He kind of fits the bill. He was QB nine, I think last year, and he's being drafted as QB like 12 or something. Russell Wilson, Jordan Love, Kenny Pickett. Those are just some other honorable mentions for you. Let's move on to the running back position. This running back is being drafted as RB22 right now, about 70th overall on underdog. I know on sites like ESPN and maybe Yahoo, it goes a little bit higher, but I think he's a sleeper running back, and that's Houston Texans' Damian Pierce. Last year, he ran for a ton of yards in just 13 games. He just missed 1,000 yards. I think he ran for like 930 or something like that. Uh, but still, he was 16th in rushing yards last year, only four rushing touchdowns. I think he improves upon both of those totals. And then the real kicker here with him is can he improve as a pass catcher? A lot of people think he can't catch the ball, but he caught 30 passes on 39 targets in those 13 games. So I think he's going to step forward as a rusher, uh, but also in the receiving column. And in those games last year, he averaged 10 and a half points per game. Uh, let me see if I can filter that to PPR real quick. In, in full PPR last year, Damian, uh, Damian Pierce averaged 13 points per game. And I'm expecting him to get better and be more involved as a passer. He can be your running back too. I think the Texans are going to be better than we think. They have a decent defense, decent offensive line. I think there's going to be you know ups and downs with C.J. Stroud, but I like the talent pieces around the offense right now where I think it's a more fruitful situation for Damian Pierce. So he's my first sleeping running back. Running back number two is on a new team this year. He's currently being drafted as RB23, one pick behind Damian Pierce, average ADP of about 76 on underdog, and that is Lions running back David Montgomery. Montgomery last year finished as the RB24 uh, on Chicago, 800 rushing yards, five rushing touchdowns, uh, and he was heavily involved as a receiver there. He did catch 34 passes for over 300 yards and a touchdown. He's now moving into that Jamal Williams role in Detroit where Jamal Williams was RB13 last season. He had 262 attempts, 1,066 yards, and 17 rushing touchdowns. Now, obviously, I don't expect David Montgomery to get 17 rushing touchdowns, but I do think he can hit 9, 10, 11 in that range there. Uh, the, the stats that I see sticking from Jamal to Montgomery probably going to lead the team in rushing attempts. I can see him hitting 250 rushing attempts, hitting 1,000 yards rushing. Uh, and then we do expect David Montgomery to catch more passes than Jamal Williams. Williams only had 12 receptions last year. I could easily see Montgomery doubling that, if not tripling that, and hitting the 30. So I like Montgomery a lot as my running back, too. He seems to be a pretty good value right now in the seventh or eighth round of fantasy drafts. My third sleeper running back is Buffalo Bills second year running back, James Cook. He's currently being drafted as RB 30, uh, 91.9 overall an underdog here. So that puts him in the eighth round. Now an underdog that's half PPR. I don't really care about half PPR. I want James Cook in full PPR websites because that is where he's going to get uh, the most of his touches from last year. Devin Singletary, 
finished as RB23. He had 38 receptions on 52 targets for 280 yards and a touchdown. His base worked as a rusher singletary. He had 177 carries, 819 yards, and five touchdowns. I don't know if James Cook's going to get all that rushing volume, but I do expect, you know, eight to 10 carries per game, which would put him in that 150 to 170 carries range. So uh, I think some of Singletary's rushing stats are going to be in James Cook's columns this year, uh, but it's the rushing upside last year or the receiving upside. Singletary had the 52 targets and James Cook himself had 32. So between the two guys, we're talking 84 targets, uh, 55 receptions between the two. I don't know if, if Cook's going to get all of the work combined, but you're looking at a guy that could be 70 to 80 reception or eight, 70 to 80 targets this year in, in the Buffalo Bills offense. And I think we want a piece of that offense. And he's James Cook is good. He actually started getting more work down the, down the season stretch last year. He I think he led the league in breakaway runs. And he had a really good yards per carry, over five yards per carry. So James Cook's good. He's RB30 right now. You can snag him and put him on your bench. And I think you're going to be happy because you just want a piece of the Buffalo Bills uh, offense there. And Buffalo does pass the ball a ton. That is their base formation. I think they run out of shotgun like 40% of the time. So they're going to get a lot of carries for James Cook out of the shotgun. And he's going to be used a lot as a receiver. So I like him as a sleeper running back too. But for sure, put him on your bench and see what happens because he could take off. Second year players usually do that. Uh, honorable mentions at the running back position, Washington Commanders, Antonio Gibson in a full PPR league. And I like Brian Robinson in a half PPR standard. Uh, and then my sleeper handcuff stash is Jalen Warren for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Moving on to wide receivers, I want to just note I have two sleepers here at the top that I'm not going to count. It's Amon Ross St. Brown. People are sleeping on him. He's being drafted in the second round right now, which feels to me like a steal. I think he's got top five upside at the position. He's going to catch over 100 passes, and he's entering his third season uh, right now in, in with Jared Goff. And I think St. Brown got tackled inside the five-yard line like seven times last year. He could have had more touchdowns, so ceilings pointed up for Amon Ross St. Brown. I love him in the second round of drafts. Uh, and then Mike Williams, another receiver that I think is being slept on. He's being drafted as a number three or number four wide receiver. You can get him as your number two. I think he can perform as a top 24 wide receiver as long as he stays healthy. The rumor is they're moving him in the slot more this year. So I like that offense with Kellen Moore. Uh, but my first sleeper wide receiver that I want to talk about is wide receiver Brandon Ayuk for the San Francisco 49ers. He's currently being drafted wide receiver 28, 51st overall in underdog, which to me, that kind of is crazy. On some of the other sites that I play, and he's more of like a sixth round pick, a, a late fifth, early sixth round pick. I think he might even be more of a value on like Yahoo and ESPN leagues right now. But Ayuk is a really good receiver. I actually prefer Ayuk's receiving skills over Debo Samuel. Debo's a really good player, uh, but he's more of that running back wide receiver hybrid. I think Brandon Ayuk's a better route runner creates more separation, that kind of thing. Uh, but Ayuk last year, career year, 114 targets, 78 receptions, over a thousand yards and eight touchdowns. He was wide receiver 15 last year. So uh, I don't know if that's quite his ceiling yet, but if Debo gets injured or anything like that, you're looking at a pretty massive upside for Brandon Ayuk. And even when, when Debo's healthy, I think Ayuk can be your wide receiver three in fantasy football this year. And he's got that hidden upside if Kittle or uh, Debo go down. So I like Brandon Ayuk. I think Brock Purdy does uh, as well. Wide receiver two is going to be 
Cleveland Browns, Elijah Moore. He's being drafted right now as wide receiver 44, 86.5 ADP over on underdog. So that puts him, you know, beginning of the eighth round in, in a full PPR website. I, I do see upside for Elijah Moore where he could be a top 36 wide receiver. He could be, you know, 70 receptions, that kind of thing. He's going to be a Robin to Amari Cooper's Batman. I just I want to be invested into the Cleveland Browns passing offense because I think Deshaun Watson's going to take off this year with this team. It's a really good passing offense. I mean, Amari Cooper, Elijah Moore, uh, you have David Njoku at the tight end, Donovan Peoples-Jones, and they drafted Cedric Tillman. There's a lot of nice pieces there, but I think Elijah Moore is going to be the primary slot receiver there. Uh, I, I know on ESPN you can get him in the double-digit rounds. He's basically free. And I think he can perform as a top 36 wide receiver this year. It's not too long ago. Last year I'm, with the Jets, I'm willing to kind of forgive him. Uh, it just wasn't happening. He was frustrated with Zach Wilson and, and probably Garrett Wilson's emergence there. Uh, but it, don't forget about his rookie year where he had like a, an elite six or seven game stretch where he was one of the hottest rookies uh, in the league. So I like Elijah Moore. I'm betting on a second round talent there in a new situation. And my third wide receiver here, uh, it's going to be the rookie wide receiver, Jackson Smith in the jig, but his ADP on underdog is kind of crazy. It's wide receiver 32, 62nd overall on underdog. And yes, it's a steep price for where you have to, to pull Jackson Smith in the jig, but I think in best ball sites, he's more of a sixth round pick over on like Yahoo and ESPN. He's more of a, a, like a seventh or eighth round pick. Uh, but my thinking with JSN is who, what, what kind of player, uh, I guess, do I want this player on my fantasy team in December? And I think Jackson Smith and Jigba fits that mold. you got DK Metcalf and Lockett, who are going to be the primary two receivers and two receiver sets, but Lockett's another year older. If, if one of DK or Lockett gets hurt or misses a game, we're probably going to be ranking JSN pretty high for that week. Uh, but I think the way the Seahawks camp is going right now, it sounds like JSN is like just impressing everybody every day. We're going to see more wide receiver or three wide receiver sets, I think, in Seattle this year. And the running backs right now are injured. So they're, they're being able to feature these wide receivers right now and lean into that. And I think Pete Carroll's going to recognize that they have to get the best players on the field. That's going to be mean more JSN than, than, you know, a second tight end or something like that. So I want JSN and I'm going to be patient with him. I know he might not be a guy that's in my starting lineup the first month, but I'm willing to bet and see what I have in JSN and hope that he's part of my fantasy championship run come December. Honorable mentions at wide receiver, Michael Pittman Jr., Zay Flowers, and Sky Moore. The sleeper tight ends. Uh, we're going to start with Broncos second-year tight end, Greg Dulcich. He is my uh, – he's being drafted as tight end 11 right now, 127th overall in underdog. That's kind of about where I think he's going to finish, but to grab a tight end in the 10th round, that could be a starting tight end for you. Feels pretty good. You can even probably grab him – I think on Yahoo and ESPN, you can grab Greg Dulcich as your tight end two. And the other sleepers that I have here, they're, they're all tight end twos on your draft day. So like if you wait at tight end, you can grab, you know, grab one of those guys uh, like a Pat Fryermuth or an Ajoku or Ingram or whoever. Grab one of those later uh, fringe top 10 tight ends and then make sure you come back and grab a guy like Greg Dulcich, who uh, I think is going to be on the field a lot. Hearing good things at Broncos camp, they just lost Tim Patrick, so that opens up some targets as well. And I, I just think he's going to be on the field a lot. Sean Payton's always had really good success with his tight ends, and the word with Dulcich is the Joker role for Denver. So they're going to move him around. And uh, last year, when he was playing healthy, man, he was he was he was a really good rookie tight end. I think he was up there in yards per game as a tight end, and he's got a nice floor of about eight to ten PPR points per game. So I'm in on Dulcich. 
My second tight end here, another second-year tight end, and that is Trey McBride. He is being drafted as tight end 27 right now in underdog, about 200th overall. He's free. He can be your last pick. If you just want to punt the position, grab Trey McBride as your tight end too and see what happens. I think it's a really smart move. Uh, obviously, Zach Ertz is there, but I, I, I'm, I'm not sure Zach Ertz is going to be there on the field week one. He's currently on the pup list, rehabbing a significant knee injury. He tore his ACL and MCL. And if we hate those injuries for guys like J.K. Dobbins, Javante Williams, those are young stud running backs. We're going to hate that injury for a 33-year-old Zach Ertz. So I don't see Zach Ertz being on the field week one. He might be on the pup list for the first four games. We don't know. And I'm assuming, again, a player coming off of a serious knee injury like that, we're not expecting him to be very productive for fantasy. So I think Trey McBride just might run away with the starting tight end job. And yeah, they have questions at quarterback, but bad quarterbacks are going to have to throw short to tight end. So I think McBride is a second round talent that is worth drafting as your tight end too. Uh, my, and my third tight end sleeper is going to be another second year tight end for the Dallas Cowboys, Jake Ferguson. He's tight end 28 right now an underdog about 205th uh, over there in ADP. He played really well last year in limited opportunities. Uh, obviously Dalton Schultz vacates a ton of targets. They also have uh, Peyton Hendershot there as another second year tight end that they like, but um and then they went and drafted, you know, Luke Shoemaker, who's yet to see the field. And everything out of Dallas Cowboys camp right now is that Jake Ferguson is in the starting, uh, you know, starting with the ones. And he is the passing down tight end. And, and we can't forget, I mean, Dalton Schultz last year was still tight end number nine in that offense. I think the year before Dalton Schultz has been a top five tight end the two years before that. So a lot of productivity for the Dallas tight end. Jake Ferguson is free. If you wanted to end your draft with one of the, I guess, McBride or Ferguson, stash one of these guys as your tight end too. And I think you can have a pretty fun uh, backup tight end in case your tight end one doesn't work out. And honestly, I mean, you could try Dulcich and McBride or Ferguson. You know, th those are all young upside bets here. And then some honorable mentions for you guys at tight end. It's Taysom Hill for the Saints and Michael Mayer. I like the rookie tight end for the Raiders. I think he's going to be a sleeper. Uh, can be your tight end too. And then Taysom Hill. I know he's going to be frustrating to start and redraft every week, but it sure sounds like he's going to be more involved as a receiver this year. And he's going to get some some baseline work as a rusher. And he's going to you know sneak some passes in there at the QB spot. Last year, Taysom Hill, he was tight end sixteen. And uh, I think that's in a full PPR league. If you are in a standard or half PPR league, Taysom Hill's a top ten tight end. So look at the numbers. He finished in the top tight end group in standard and half PPR, but that's all I got for you guys. Three sleepers at each position. Let me know if you guys agree with any of the names I mentioned, or if you disagree. And if you guys want to add some, please add some in the comments below. Greatly appreciated. Thank you guys for your time. Enjoy the rest of your evening. Peace.